Hey, I'm Cliff. And I'm Susan. And welcome to the Cliff and Susan Podcast. We are a married music duo just south of Little Rock, Arkansas. Welcome to our studio here at Big Red Dog Productions. I'm actually glad to have you back, Cliff, because um, Thanks, the, last, honey. the last two episodes you've not been with me. You've been in the other room recording, and I was... I was out of state. I was out no, of country. You no, you aren't. But anyway, we, we hope to educate, entertain, and inspire you, give you a look into behind-the-scenes view into our, I guess, audio view, into our music careers as independent artists and artistpreneurs. I, hey, I have a new ner- word for us. Couplepreneurs. Couplepreneurs? Yeah, we're couple, couplepreneurs. It seems like we're, like, trying to sell products for couples. I don't know. Yeah, that, get, that would be weird. That's a weird uh, let's, thing. Let's just talk about who we have but. here sitting next to us, Cliff. All right, we are with Matthew Press. Hey, Matthew. Hey, how's it going? Hey, there is someone here. We are we are here with our dear friend. In fact, he is the reason we met. That's so, right. That He's is, the reason we met. He was there when we got engaged. And he he, it, he was watching. They wouldn't. Hopefully. They wouldn't. They wouldn't fly me to Vegas though. Well, so we didn't fly to, anybody to Vegas. That's though. right. We all we all got to. I got to watch it online though. So yeah. we are really just this is a catching up with Matthew Press episode. Um, let me let me give a little bit of backstory so we can get those those who are listening, just a little bit of uh, get them caught up to our friendship and and how we all know each other. Um, Matthew, you grew up in uh, Marche, Marche, Arkansas, down there at the Bobby's my, Cafe. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so we're all small town Arkansans. That's um, right. As we all know, uh, well, maybe you don't know. I grew up in Magnet Cove, right out of Hot Springs, Arkansas. So we all came from small towns. But Cliff has known Matthew for my um, sister went to school with Matt. Okay, I believe. Yep. I think I, I can't remember. If she's a. Uh, Maybe one grade above you or one grade behind you. Can't remember. Yeah, and then Cliff's Cliff's mom and my dad are parents. Yep. No, that's, that's has, stop it. <laughs> Matthew has a lot of jokes. So you, you know what's to... funny is I'm I just made a bet in my head and I won. That, but I was going to do be that the next thing that was said out of his mouth. <laughs> 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 and as you're, so you won your own bet. I did. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like man. when I have conversations with you in my head and we've agreed on something and I tell you later about that and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, what's funny, <laughs> there, there was a TikTok that I saw yesterday that, uh, of a girl like staring out the window and it was like thinking about how many fights I've won in my head with so many people <laughs> I've just desecrated them. And it's like, that's what happens with my marriage. Every day. <laughs> Not every day, some days. No, no. So Matthew and I have known each other from the dueling piano world. I've known you since, gosh, it'd be. 15 years now? I don't know. Yeah, and actually, the Dueling Piano Bar, you were the first one, when I came in that night and asked if I could play a song, uh, you gave me your piano that you were on, and I played that song, and then you came back. What song was it? Uh... Boston by Augustana. In the oh, light uh, of the sun, yeah, is there? I think I'll go to Boston. That, yeah, yeah, that's good. That was the first song I played. And was that at Willie D's? That was Ernie Biggs, actually. Oh, we're going hey, to talk about Ernie That's when you both of y'all ship. played a song that you would never play in a piano bar. <laughs> I know. So my first song was uh, Sarah McLaughlin. I will, I will remember you. Oh, I could so, I could totally see. Well, that. but the problem is, like, that's not. You know, we. We know, and maybe those listening don't know, dueling piano clubs are very high energy, all requests, sing along. I mean, so you really don't play that many slow songs, and you certainly don't play obscure slow, slow songs, unless it's an off night and you just kind of feeling the vibe and everybody requested the song or whatever. Yeah, right. But whatever. So uh, we both started in the piano bar world at different times, but met on the stage at Ernie Biggs. And, um, Willie, Willie D's, you mean? Ernie Biggs. No, oh, we started in oh, oh, Ernie Biggs. Did. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and then... Uh, fast forward to 2016, I had come back to Arkansas, 
some people know our story, but they don't know that Matthew Pruss, who we have here today, is the reason. So I want to hear your story of how we met, because we have a story that we sometimes fight about. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a conflicting um, well, versions. I'll tell my st- my side of the story, and then if when I get to a point to where y'all have a confliction, uh, okay. a confliction, <laughs> a confliction, I like that, then, then, then y'all uh, pipe in. Okay. So it all started back in 19... I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> 2016, I guess it was. Yeah. Uh, I was the entertainment director at Willie D's, and uh, I had Cliff. Ha- a friend of mine said, "Hey, you need to come play guitar with with Cliff." And um, uh, so we were sitting there doing that, and then um, and I played piano while Cliff played fiddle and and guitar at Larry's Pizza. Yeah, and that's where Cliff was working at the time. He was I the think. manager. At I Larry. was a manager at Larry's Pizza, and he made some good pizza. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'm hungry right good now. Pizza, yeah, man, I, I would. We are actually heck ha- out of Larry's. Pizza. About to go get some. Pizza We're having pizza after, after this. Heck yeah. After this, so y'all, uh, it's five minutes in, and we are we are out. We are headed to get yeah. pizza. We'll <laughs> see y'all. Later. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> yeah, to be continued. A couple months from now, um, but uh, yeah. So we were playing, and so when I went back to the piano bar. Cliff came in and uh, sat in and played fiddle and guitar with us. And then Susan had mentioned to me how she was looking for a guitar player or, you know, uh, to, to be in her in her uh, single thing she had going on. At Oaklawn. At yeah. Oaklawn, mm-hmm. yes. And At that time I had a drummer, but I, I needed it. Yeah, I thought yeah. it would be And cool. so I texted Susan. I said, you need, to, you need to call Cliff Prowse. And then I told Cliff, you need to contact Susan because he was looking for other gigs and places mm-hmm. to play. <clears throat> looking for love and all the... Yeah. Other places. Hey, just just so you know, uh, what I don't know what you were doing in like 2014 or so, but that's about that. I think that's the first time I was ever in Willie D's. Yeah, I, but you for, weren't there at the time. I was. You were. I had just gone back. Yeah, because while I was maybe doing, it was right mm-hmm. before that. Then it because, was right before it because I had played there with um, fiddle and guitar, mm-hmm. and I cannot remember who was Ed. I think it was Sheldon. It, or something, really? not, not not maybe Ed, but I know he was there at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt Sammons was. Sammons was there. Yeah, uh-huh. I remember him. Sammons was took over entertainment. And I think director. Will Brown was there still at the time. But there was one guy that I I can't remember. Sheldon but. Wheaton probably. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, one night when I took over the entertainment director position, um, Susan was in. She was playing with us that weekend, and Cliff was going to play with us that weekend. Well, we did a rehearsal on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So Susan comes in, and I'll, I'll do the the uh, G-rated version of this story. But um, <laughs> uh, but Susan's playing the drums. No, you, no, you can tell. Him okay, Susan's playing the drums, and Cliff gets up, and we're we're going to practice Purple Rain, right? And, and I thought I was going to play it on the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> shoot. And I said, no, Susan, you play the drums. And Cliff was playing the guitar. Well, we're playing, we're playing. And so the whole time, Susan's looking at me just like, oh, my gosh. And uh, I thought she was talking about me because Susan and I, we never really had that kind of eye for each other. But, <laughs> um, but then all of a sudden, when Cliff went into the guitar solo part right there, Susan looked at me and she barely could hold the sticks. I couldn't even understand. Oh, I she don't know barely, about all that. Yeah, I do. And you, <laughs> you looked at me and, and your mouth... Y'all, you can't read my lips right now, but if you could, they would say this. I'm going to have his babies. <laughs> That's <laughs> what she told me. It's a true story. That's true. But um, I mean, yeah, I was kind of kidding, but I was also like, damn. Yeah, and the best, the rest was history. Well, I will say I the, had his the matter yet. of confliction came before that. <laughs> So well, let's let's get to that part, because that's the part that people are going to stick around for. OK, so when you said you told me you gave me his number and I guess you gave he gave you my number. I, I, I texted Cliff and I said, hey, 
you know, um, Want looking? I would love to meet you. I have a show. I don't even know. I wish I had. Maybe I wonder if we still have those texts. I don't because I, that was six phones ago, and okay. that doesn't. Happen. So anyway, that was, well, that was iPhone too. Let me clarify. <laughs> yeah, let me clarify. Her number is a California number. It's a three two three area code. All right. You didn't so know who I was. I, did, I was like, who the heck? Is hey, you want to come and play with me? Do you know? <laughs> do you know how many people like used to like like? Hey, can you come play fiddle? Or, oh, okay, like, so it, I was just another one of them. I don't. I didn't know who you were because okay. he he had told you about me before he told me about okay, you. Okay, well, anyway, I texted him and then he didn't text me back. So then I guess you reminded him. This was before that Thursday, whatever we got. Together. Yeah, Matt. Matt was like, hey, I gave Susan Irwin your number. And and I was like, oh, who was that? And because I didn't know who you were, when you texted me, and he told me, and I was like, oh, well, I'm gonna, I'll text her back. Did you look me up and look at my picture? Oh, I did. Oh yeah, <laughs> heck yeah, I did. I I was like, I'm gonna have her babies. No, you did not. <laughs> and, uh, Shut up. <laughs> there was a pretty sexy picture of you with your with your uh, guitar against, you know, the yeah. pink piano, and that you was, had these. That was really a lot. That was too much. Leggings on yeah, and everything. That was a lot. Anyway, I, I regret that um, one. So. Uh, yeah, I was like, there's no chance in, in heck that that's going to happen. But. but you could maybe play with me at that point. But anyway. So the, so, the guitar and the pink piano and the tight pants so, was anyway, not a confliction? He, he texted me, and I, I was like... I was like a week and a half later. And I was later. like, whatever. I, you know, he, he didn't... He did. I, honestly, I, did, I wasn't spiteful. I just didn't get back to him. But then when I walked in... When I walked in and realized we were having a rehearsal and he was going to be there, I was like, mm-hmm, that's that guy. He I remember. Respond. I remember your attitude. Yeah, I had a little sassy attitude. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this is not really, this episode's not supposed to be all about how we met, but he, Matthew was, that was the confliction. That was yeah. the confliction. That we have an argument about every time because he goes, that's not how it happened. I'm like, that is how it happened anyway. So She always makes it out like I ignored her for like three weeks or two months later she finally texted me i was like it's like a week a week and a half maybe I, i'm gonna say that it was it was quite a while cliff yeah it was see it, was, it wasn't he's trying to get month. me to pay for the pizza that's what that's what is that's what's happening <laughs> so um, i'll buy the pizza golly. but hey i will say before we move, move on uh so matt being a big part of how we met and everything mm-hmm. when we did get married mm-hmm. uh or got engaged you had been in spain mm-hmm. i believe or yeah, was, it was it spain. norway spain. No, spain it was spain and i had redone your peak piano and got all uh, diamond plated chrome and yeah. put some led lights in it and all this stuff uh and so i repainted it for you yeah. and finished it uh, so I had that on a trailer in my, in my grandmother's garage because oh, I didn't gosh. have anywhere else to store it. And uh, I actually painted it in her garage. <laughs> had to hang Visqueen everywhere. It was it was a whole thing. But um, And I had bought you a ring and everything, and, and I planned it out. Had a big pink Hummer limousine at the yes, airport you did. You did. with uh, a trail of uh, pink Aww. roses. Aww. I remember yeah. this. And so Matt was actually standing at the gate Holding a sign. sign. What does that? What does I sign can't say? remember what it said. I, oh, I think man. we might have just we, said Sarah. Susan. Sarah, my best, one of my best friends. Yeah, she, she was uh, there with Matt. She was streaming it, so I think it's somewhere on a stream. From somewhere, yeah. It was fun. It's in, it's on the internet. So Math, Matthew, I say Willie D's has been a common thread throughout my life, and and Matthew and our friendship. But the fact that you knew Cliff before and all that, and that you brought us together is so so awesome. And and then you know we. For after we got married and then we moved home and really started doing more work home, it was traveling quite a bit. But then we, we all co-founded Yodaloo together. And it was us that were, the three of us sitting on the couch together coming up with Yodaloo trying to, I think Yodaloo 
came out will, of your mouth. It did. He said yodeloo because we were because you were saying y'all and I, I was saying Yodel. yodeling or something like that. And, and he was just like yodel yodel yodeloo and, and we were like. That's I it. like that. Yeah. Because we, we messed around with like two or so other names after that, and I just kept going yeah. back. And, and we, we were trying we were like, to, yeah, that's we were it. trying to come up with a fun country sounding name for a festival. You know, you think of Bonnaroo or Lollapalooza. Oh, or we were trying stuff Coachella, with Wagon Wheel and Wagaluda. De- deer, deer horns <laughs> deer and Horlick. Diamond State and all that stuff. And, Golly. Yeah. So, um, and then we um, are really excited for Matthew because he just, let's talk about what I really want to kind of focus on because I know it's near and dear to your heart as of late and for sure about your career where you are right now. So tell us about, I mean, I know, but tell us your official title and congratulations on the degrees and an acceptance into a new program. Yeah. So so right now I am uh, the deputy director at NAMI Arkansas, which is National Alliance on Mental Illness. And we we educate and advocate for uh, mental health in the state of Arkansas with support groups, uh, warm line for resources. Anybody in the state can call. And uh, if you're looking for anything, you have a loved one, family members who are going through some kind of mental health. And and one thing that that we often forget is we have a loved one that has a mental illness, say bipolar, schizophrenia, something like that. But there's also other parts to this that are anxiety, depression. So many people have battled depression. So many of these things are going on. And it's just, you know, about talking about it, about getting it out there. And um, so that's my title there. At uh, NAMI, Arkansas, I've been there for. I like the title deputy director. Deputy, yeah. see, see, deputy. Buster Lackey, Buster Lackey, our executive director. He's been on the police force. He's been a firefighter. He's been a synchronized swimmer. He's, he's done got everything. He's got more titles than you can imagine. And uh, I hope he listens to this because <laughs> I called him a synchronized swimmer. <laughs> uh, I believed you actually. <laughs> actually, he has a master's in synchronized swimming. Nuh-uh. I would almost I, shut up if I know. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So he, he since he was on the law enforcement. He likes to come up with different titles, so they're deputy. Deb- oh, sheriff, deputy well, I feel like you should wear one of those stars on your pocket. Well, I asked him for one of those, but I, it's going to happen have now. Have the skull in your in your lip and spit, but you did that's do right. that part. But yeah, you need, you need the star on your pocket. That's right. So uh, I did that, and then uh, while I was doing that, I, I my last college class was in 2006 at uh, Plasky Technical College here in Plasky County, Arkansas. And um, I didn't quite know what I was wanting to do, so I just kind of gave it up. Next thing you know, I was playing at Willie D's Mm -hmm. uh, in Ernie Biggs, 2007 Mm -hmm. is when all that started. And then um, uh, 2020, uh, I went back to school uh, June with 37 credit hours and for an online degree at Arkansas State University, uh, BA of Psychology, Bachelor's of Arts and Psychology. And you, just got, you just finished that, right? I, I did. I, I knocked out my sophomore, junior, and senior year in a year and a half. So and, awesome. See, COVID, the posdemic was, uh, is what I like to call it. Posdemic. Uh, posdemic. <laughs> it was, was, um, was, uh, you know, uh, uh, life changing for a lot of people who are fast paced, who are go, go, go. But for what I was going into, it was perfect because I was at the house. I was online. I was able to focus. I didn't have to do a yeah. lot of things. Everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. It accelerated my school yeah, process. That's that's so awesome. so that worked out good. You and, know, so many people are afraid to say that COVID was a, a good thing for them. But it's like, I mean, I'm 
there COVID's been terrible for a lot of people, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there, there's been so many benefits and, and blessings. Silver linings is what I say. And, in, yeah. in a, and, in a, and what is it's been a worldwide pandemic and something not good. But you know, and, and yeah. you know, speaking on that mental health wise, and Cliff bringing a point to what you just said, you know, in everything in life, when it comes to to the the negativity, the the, the people we know who have been affected negatively by by the by COVID. Um, Moving forward with that, it, it is okay to take that negative response and think of positive ways about it. That's yeah. Mentally, that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Ditch negativity, period. Get mm-hmm. rid of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's okay to say that. And if anybody is offended by that, we are so sorry of what you went through. But on the flip side of that is lots of people are can rejoice in the fact that they are uh, have made it through it. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, it's, it's how you frame it, I think. 100%. Mentally, the mental framing of whatever, if it's good or bad, What you know, a lot yeah. of people can have good things happen to them that they mentally frame as negative. And so it, even a negative thing can be framed as positive if you just try to flip the script on. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I know that's easy to say sometimes when I haven't gone through, so I, I, I try to, you know, think of everyone who experience bad, experiences bad things. Um, but... You know, um, there's that's why I think it's so cool because you're doing the training and the program, and you've got the degrees, and now you're headed into a master's program. Where I am. You're learning how to help people with helping them switch that, and that we've talked about the um, raising the awareness, the voice, uh, mm-hmm. voice. What what is it? My voice matters. Yeah, but there's a way you talk, talk about um, making it okay to talk about mental illness. There's a fr- there's ending a the stigma. Ending the stigma. That's right. And um, so there. You know, when it when uh, just to kind of uh, finish what I was talking yeah, about on on the degree. So Friday, I got uh, an acceptance email from Evangel University for the Masters of Science Counseling Program. That's awesome. And how long will that take? You? So that'll be two and a half two and a half years, and I will graduate and be able to get my license, start my own practice. I want to pursue awesome. some kind of um, music medicine, musical therapy, incorporated into yes. into my mental. You know, I really want to talk to you about that because. Um, 100%. Yeah, there, there's um I've I've been after I get through Yadaloo and the festivals and all the stuff we've got going on um, which we'll talk a little bit more probably here in a second but um I really want to focus on what I started last year during the pandemic when I had more time uh, was building a TEDx talk around yes. music nostalgia and how it connects and forms deeper connections with people and part of that can be a musical therapy side and and the science behind what you're about to probably learn that I would really geek out to is mm-hmm. right spot on on some of the things I want to learn and, yep. and talk about. I'll be I'll, writing papers about it. I yeah. always talk about the uh, time growing up uh, when I was 10, 11, just learning how to play the uh, fiddle. Mm-hmm. I used to go up to the nursing homes and play. And, uh, and so that they would, I mean, my grandmother can tell you, there's so many up there that wouldn't respond to anybody that didn't, didn't ever talk to anybody. They were, some of them were just zombified, you know? And, and but when I started playing, it lit them it up. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, They've never, they've, the, all the nurses, they're like, we've never seen them like this. It's crazy. So it's interesting on the, the dementia side of things, There, there's a scientific. Very thing, much so. But I'm sure it all correlates to mental health, too. Mm-hmm. Short story for me as well. Um, so my grandmother, my dad's mom, um, we used to play, I used to go and play her guitar all the time. She lived at the front of our driveway. And her favorite song, every time when I get off the bus at school, when I first learned how to play guitar at eight years old, um, one of the songs we had to do was Lord, I Lift Your Name on High. So, um, and every time when I would set, when I'd come, she'd say, You better get in here and we'd play that. And we'd play, you know, Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson and I'll fly away till it flew away. I promise you. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then and I feel then, that. <laughs> and then uh, once uh, so um, I guess it was 2013. Yeah, the same year that Gracelyn was born, my uh, eight year old. I have a son who's Braden, who's 12, and then my daughter uh, Gracelyn, who is eight. Well, she was born in September. That July, my grandmother passed away, and for she laid in the in home hospice there in her bed for. Uh, at least three days of not talking. You could. She was open, eyes open, and all of these things, but not in that dementia thing. Mm-hmm. In that, in that, uh, almost mentally uh, Veg- incoherent yeah, state. Word, yeah. And I promise you, y'all, anytime I would go over there to visit Aunt Martha or my dad or somebody I'm would say, "Hey, Matthew's it. here," and she would just kind of look, and I would grab the guitar and start playing "Lord, I Lift Your Name on High," and she would literally sing it, sing. Yeah, like she there, would not talk. There's but some would pretty incredible stories like that. That that's so awesome. It's a whole different side of yeah. your brain. Mm-hmm. When people say artistic side, left side, right side, and all these but things. Music, music. They've done MRI studies, and and when you play, especially when you're playing as a musician, playing music, it ignites all of your brain. And when so, words, if you, I know you've seen the meme, when words fail, music speaks. Mm-hmm, I'm telling you, it, mm-hmm. it it's got a whole nother language. So music therapy, can't wait to hear what mm-hmm. you learn and 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 uh, learn what or really watch what you do with that because I know that's going to be really cool. And and, and the cool thing is, it's a it's a new, it's a newer field. Even though there are people out there practicing it, like nurse going into you know uh, elementary schools and mm-hmm. and working with autistic kids and these mm-hmm. kinds of things with music, but there's. It, it's such a new thing that I mean, the sky's the limit on mm-hmm. the things that you can find out and 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 incorporate. And I'm uh, interested in the metaphysical side of the music, yes, and how that affects us. Um, I mean, we could really, and that's that would bring some of my degree into exactly into what you're doing. So, so like yeah. a key of F sharp, mm-hmm. what it does to you mentally. Like a classical piece in F sharp versus a classical piece in B flat, and I don't even know the answer to that. I just know there is a difference, but I'm sure there's a huge difference. Yes, and like some mm-hmm. some. Uh, I don't want to misquote, but but yes, there is. <laughs> well, we're gonna figure that well, out. Hey, I, so, I don't I don't want to cut us too short. This might have to be a two parter. Well, no, we can figure we're at out twenty one minutes. Else. We can go to Sonic. Well, maybe we I don't. I don't know. Maybe they close at eleven. I can't. Okay. Remember. Well, we'll I, I feel like out. we're on to something good here. We're we're doing. I know. Doing I know. I don't want to stop the flow. Yeah. Well, you just did. Is your is your tummy hungry? Oh, I just know that if they close, we ain't going to eat pizza. Okay. Well, we can <laughs> eat Sonic, and then we can be eat something else. Next best thing, I'll get me a Sonic milkshake. Go for it. Okay. So, you ever had their cheese sticks down there oh, at the Sonic? You know what they? There's like over here in East really End. There's Sonic and Domino's. And that's it, dude. The thin crust Domino's, um, Pizza Hut, not Domino's. I'm sorry, Uh, you had me at Domino's. But you know what? Pizza Hut has some really good uh, stuffed cheese, stuffed crust. Oh yeah, that's some good stuff. And they do have good thick crust. I mean, you know, it it would be a shame if we went inside and actually cooked something. (laughs) Hey, do you know? Do you know something? (laughs) Do you know something uh, that's very toxic to your mental health? By the way, what pizza? Unhealthy diet. Mm-hmm. Oh well, let's talk about that. I actually, hey, I want to. I, I do want to kind of be vulnerable here for a minute um, mm-hmm. with you because it's not something we we had this conversation right before um, we got on the podcast because we just shot a video about the um, the the vo- voice contest we're doing at the Pulaski County Fair with Nami and and that we'll save all that information for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but y'all check out the PulaskiCountyFair dot com and Yadaloo com and all that. But NAMI Arkansas is um, partnering with us and sponsoring the voice contest for the Pulaski County Fair. And so we just shot a little promo video here in the studio. And I told Matt, well, hey, let's just do a podcast while you're here. And he's like, well, what are we going to do on it? I'm like, well, I'd love to talk about, you know, what you're doing and really like 
give give you some time to shine on what what you're, where you are with your career and, and all that and and I said and I could talk about my own experience with with some mental mental maleness mental maleness hey your tongue's tongued let's go let's do it mental illness and um i said but i you know it's something i don't and i i would love to talk about it but i don't talk about it a lot because i don't want to be negative and what'd you say so uh it's not negative it's it, to it, talk about it it's it's not negative to talk about it because it, it's a place of of uh rising up from i mean you can take anything and view it as half glass empty half glass full you're you've been there it's th- there's a thing that i like to use called feel felt found when somebody's talking to you about what they're going through and a lot of times you either going to have some sympathy or you're going to have some empathy. If you've mm-hmm. been in that ditch too, you're going to have some empathy, right? You're going to feel it mm-hmm. like in your core. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's just, uh, I, 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 but somebody's going through that. So I know how you feel. I have felt the same mm-hmm. way before. Yeah. But let me tell you what I found out. You have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're, you're um, climbing the mountain and reaching, going further past that illness past that health issue past that traumatic event that Mm. ptsd when you go past that and you wake up the next day with a smile on your face and even though subconsciously those triggers happen Mm. that brings things back into your head um immediately right then just like when there's a key change and you're playing guitar or piano you have to think on your feet oh man i wasn't ready for that boom yeah, yeah. and it, something switches the same thing happens mentally when you uh, something triggers that ptsd uh, traumatic event from a divorce or from an abusive childhood or any of those the things war, the war stuff, yeah. very much so mm-hmm. veterans are uh, first in um a cohort that is uh committing suicide oh i know suicide that's we are the 22 the the yep. and i know you guys have a veterans um yep nami home front nami home front and we are the 22 is the veteran suicide intervention group here locally that's our nonprofit for um for yadaloo but um yeah no that's yeah it's very sad like they say 20 that we are the 22 came from 22 veterans commit suicide a day yeah and and that's very just, true that can't that can't the, the next one is ages 12 to 24 High school and college students. Think about when you were in high school and college, and you had. No, I didn't have social well, media. Oh yeah, and today it's that probably was way worse. Oh, it is very huge. Social media comparison. Uh, nine. Uh, some of the toxic mental health uh, habits that we have out there that you have to break the cycle for negativity. Avoid comparing yourself to others. And that's all Instagram is. That's and all TikTok that and all it is. The filter negativity. Ditch negativity. Yeah. And number one, another number one thing is procrastination. Oh, don't if get me started. Procrastination will take you in a place of well, shame and guilt I, look, more than you've ever I been. I would talk about procrastination, but I'll, I'll save that for another time. <laughs> we can <laughs> do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and maintaining proper sleep habits as a musician, okay, man. We're, so I want to talk, I want to kind of tell my story a little bit because I, I really don't, there's a lot. I feel like a whole episode could be about, Yeah. but you know, I've struggled. Be vocal and vulnerable with yeah. you right now. Okay, cool. Um, a lot of people who have known me for many years have known I've struggled with alcoholism. And that's not something I'll run around talking about because a lot of times it's really not something that is appropriate to talk about, I would think. You know, it, I, I feel like I should say it more sometimes so that others who are in the music industry, because there's alcohol all around. But I will tell you that the alcoholism and the, the I guess, the dependence I had on alcohol, which is a drug, just like any drug you abuse, you're going to mm-hmm. have some issues with. Um, that stemmed from 
some bad relationships and some issues. I, you know, there's mental illness in my family. There's anxiety and depression on both sides. My grandfather committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had, he struggled with uh, manic depression and, and it was, I mean, really, really bad for many years, took his own life on my grandmother's 70th birthday. I was in college and, um, you know, so I saw it from a lot of different angles and, um, I really didn't even drink much until I got got into the piano bar world, yeah. you know, and then yeah. we were partying and having fun, but then, you know, add in some struggles with relationships combined with using alcohol to self-medicate, fast forward years later, and, you know, I was a mess. Well, and yeah. the fact that that partner was also probably not, you know, yeah, I, I don't in like control to bl- of I, I don't like to blame it on others, but I do, I do, yes, I had some well, very, I'm just saying, yeah. It, it definitely plays a part. Yeah, our, de- our demons did not deal well together yeah. that that one but well, um, re- relationships period yeah uh whether a drug is involved the the things that we get the serotonin and the hormones that are released when we are around people that we love that we uh are attracted to that uh, one of the big l words that we lust for mm-hmm. um it, it lust is when when you look at the brain and how it works and the addiction side of the brain mm-hmm. oh yeah that can be addict, sexual yeah. experience mm-hmm. is like right there with cocaine on the thing the brain activity that lights up that's crazy so when you have this this touch from uh your lust partner mm. or your love partner, however you want to, mm. however you want to deem that. I mean, you are creating a, an addiction. So if you already have an addiction habit to alcohol or opioids or, you know, or um, OCD on cleaning or whatever it is, those are all addictions. Mm. Those are all habits. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we are habitual and we have to figure out um when when Michael Jackson said, I'm looking at the man in the mirror and I'm asking him to change his ways, he, he probably couldn't change his way the first time that he looked in the mirror and said that. And maybe if he sang that song eight, eight million times, maybe one day it finally would hit that he's changed his ways on mm. some things. We have to, if it took me at 37 years old, if it took me to 34 years of age to create all my stinking thinking that I like to say, mm-hmm. I can't, I have to have grace and and acceptance with myself to know that I can't change 34 years of stinking thinking in one day, in one year. Maybe it might take three years. I'm still on the path. Mm-hmm. I, here I am, 37 now, three years out um, from going through my mental health mm-hmm. stuff. And um, I'm, I'm learning things new every day, but I have to wake up every morning and go, I've got this today. Mm-hmm. Well, let, I, let me just say that both of us are just extremely proud of how oh gosh. how much of a, a 180 you turned yeah, and, and I mean, how incredible so awesome. you've been doing so yeah. well, it was life or death right well it really was but I, I think I would say probably a major factor were your children oh yeah yeah that 100% would be- but I'll tell you when just so you know when somebody's going through something suicidal and that dark alley is there mm-hmm. it's not so much about think about the people in your mm-hmm. life it's, it's, it's more it, y'all ready for this if you know somebody who's going th- through something in the thought process of suicide or just in the deep, deep hole, it's not something that you can just go and pull them out of because mm-hmm. you will have to be there constantly. Mm-hmm. It's about sitting there in the dark hole with them until some something clicks, until something happens, until, until they see one ounce, one ounce of why I shouldn't be in the dark mm-hmm. hole. Mm-hmm. And yes, Kids were definitely a huge part of that. And just knowing that, man, I had so many things that that 
I knew I had to do that. Um, I I just couldn't go there. Yeah, yeah. And so that was. And by the way, y'all were very instrumental on helping me out through that. So uh, talking about people in that dark hole with me, thank y'all for being there. Yeah, so well, you know, and I think that that's. Um, it's it's incredible to see someone pull through and then turn that into such a great thing. And I mean, just everything you've done now, you're now you're becoming an expert on it and helping <laughs> others. It's really awesome. Um, so, I mean, you know, and, and about the, the things that I've dealt with and and it's just to me, it's a daily get up and work hard. If I. I say I stay busy running from the devil if I don't if I if I stop and that, I, I and think I I'm mind. a workaholic <laughs> and I don't and I don't mind is the devil's playground yeah and I, I feel like I I do have to remind myself to keep some balance and I just I, lo- I love what we do for a living so it's easy to work a lot and um, but I will say that when I am sober and clear minded and focused and have my goals and all of that it's I'm a happy person but if I let that go and I think oh I can go have a drink or or whatever it is, you know, it's like, no, that's that. It, it seems like a good idea for a minute. And well, then, it's, it's, you know. it's a depressant. It is. For some people, it causes different reactions. I remember reactions. the days it used to be fun to have a drink and I, I would be endorphins and it would be fun and all that. But now it's it doesn't it, do that. It was me. a habit. Yeah. You created yeah. that habit. So, you know, if anybody's out there listening to what I just said and maybe didn't, probably a lot of people didn't know that, don't know that about me because it's been many years since I really was visibly struggling, struggling to the public, yeah. I would say. Um, but it's a daily thing for me. I mean, mm-hmm. there's days I'm driving down the road and I'm like, I could pull over to that liquor store and grab a little something. I might feel good. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't feel good, Susan. You went, yeah, I'm not going to feel good. That's not a good idea. Yeah. You know, but I have that thought still to this day, mm-hmm. literally had it yesterday. Yeah. And Cliff doesn't like it when I tell him because he's like, oh God, I got to be with her all the time. No, you know, <laughs> you know, but... I'm just glad when you are in control. <laughs> well, he's right there with you, you know, yeah. so that you, you've got that, you've got that, you know, and, uh, well, you know, you know, social media, I paint, oh, everything's great. No, we do all these great things, and we do. We do all those great things. But there is, there are times where I, I will go and the procrastinate thing. I will go and procrastinate and take a nap instead of work hard. Right now, there's no time for that, literally. But I will literally hibernate, and then I'll, I'll to get away from it, I'll go to sleep. And then instead of the alcohol, it's a sleep thing, a procrastination thing that I'll do. And it's do. literally a dark hole. You, it's you'll a dark turn hole. off lights. You'll turn. I mean, it's, it's and, like and, and I'll, I'm like, and Susan, I'll listen you've got to, to like get up, something. Go outside. Yeah. Do something. And, but I will go through those patterns, and then I'll do the 180, and where I'm just not even nothing on top of the world with Superwoman. So, so I have that side of me. And and, and we all do. Yeah. And it, fine. You you mentioned a word a while ago that said balance. Mm-hmm. So that day. Where you go ninety to ninety to ninety to ninety mm-hmm. to nothing, and mm-hmm. you have to rest. That's mm-hmm. why you go and put yourself in that dark hole. Mm-hmm. What if you took that hour or that twenty minutes daily mm-hmm. of that of that I'm close, to do of, some that, of that of that of uh, that classical music of that shut everything down? Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, it's not just a I have to completely fall out because I am deadbeat tired to the fact. Mm-hmm. So uh, procrastination, Susan. I'm ne- I, I can understand why you would say. I've dealt with procrastination, and that's a thing. One of the things that procrastination does to us is it takes us to shame. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I oh, God. And oh, my God. The, one, What's worse than not doing the things was not doing the things. Now it, I've got all the, the shame of not doing the things. That's right. <laughs> you have to be nice to yourself, and nothing will take you farther down deep in the hole than shame and guilt on your own self. And uh, people think, you know, and what, what comes out? Anger. Uh, uh, if, if somebody is angry with you mm-hmm. that is not normally angry with you, listen to what they have to say. But literally, don't ask, well, what's wrong with you? Why are yeah. you coming at me like that? Go, literally, I do not understand 
Mm-hmm. While you might be angry right now, I will do whatever I can to help. But is there something that you need to talk about? Because yeah. I guarantee anger is the number one thing that most of us come out with when there is something going on within us that yeah. has nothing yeah. to do well, with it. you the- peel back the layer. There was like a, they, as they were talking about people who are angry, it's like an onion. You peel back the first layer is anger. Underneath there is hurt. And underneath there is, and you peel back the next layer and you couldn't hurt unless you didn't love. And it's all about centered in love. And you wouldn't get hurt if you didn't love something. So you got hurt and then you get angry. Yeah. So you peel it all back and underneath is just a hurt person who loved something that didn't they got hurt and and, and we go to know. when we go to biblically love is patient love is kind mm-hmm. love does not boast love mm-hmm. forgives mm-hmm. to me with all the things that i've gone through to me real true action deep love is forgiveness mm-hmm. because we're all going to mess up mm-hmm. we've all got something and now not take forgiveness a step further looking in the mirror and being able to forgive. That's the problem. That's the battle that we all mm-hmm. face. Well, I was abused when I was eight. Okay. So, uh, somebody says, well, go forgive them. You got to release that. No, 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 no. They're carrying that hurt like it was them. Like I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like why was it me? Why was it? They need to forgive themselves. For, yeah. you, you have to. That's the well, place. I, I think it's, I, I need to, you mentioned a therapist. I'd love to, you know, just like I have a, a, a business coach and, you know, I think we all need to think about therapy as uh, our mental health coach is, is something that I think even healthy people can, you know, someone to talk to and make sense scientifically of the things we deal with. Because, I mean, some of it is biological. And, and I know we talk about triggers and something changing or in your life and you have to deal with it or it triggers these emotions. There are coping skills that people can have. And, you know, one of the things that has been a coping skill for me over the years is that I've hit that stage and I have to just put on a f- happy face and Every time, not nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, I get up there and I act like I'm having fun, even when I'm not at first, and I will immediately, my body will react and I'm having fun. For those moments and those hours, I'm on that stage, and then I might get done and go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Now I'm sad again. But for the minute, I'm up there faking it. So that's a that's a way to cope. Like when you can literally make yourself get up and go do that's hard. That's I call hard that, to do. I call that I call that uh, uh, stage bipolar. Yeah. <laughs> and the the reason I say it because you got your highs and you got your lows. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're going through, you got to get on that stage and you got to have fun. You got to you've got to throw that party, if you will, you know. And it just it's a fake it to make it. But I, I I guess where I'm going with that because I know what you're saying too that mm-hmm. there's a there's a bipolar side of that. But like you know, they say put a pencil in your mouth and make yourself smile, and then your brain thinks you're happy, and the, mm-hmm. there will be a chemical reaction that'll help you. There's something about that. You're probably no more. One hundred percent laughter. Yeah. Wake up in the morning, seriously, and do the biggest <laughs> fake laugh you've ever done in your life. And watch. Uh, you do not understand. It doesn't matter if it's fake or real. Laughter creates yeah. uh, uh, the, the chemicals in your head. Well, I'll tell you what I do. I have three little puppy dogs that I love, and they're so they. I just love on them and give them love. We have morning snuggles, and Cliff's still asleep. And do you forgive them when you're cleaning up their poop? Oh, I don't care about the poop. <laughs> We've never cleaned it up, actually. Just <laughs> good, thing, good thing we're in the studio. <laughs> no, they're little dogs, and they they're they're awesome. I mean, they really do like you know they're they're therapy to me, and I think animals can be that. But um, no, and I also Mel Robbins is one I've been studying where she does the high five in the mirror. I used yeah. to do that, like the act of giving yourself a high five. There, there's an actual scientific yeah thing that happens in your breast. A scientific, a, a biological. 
um, trigger that happens because when you give somebody a high five, that's a that's a happy thing. That's a, it's a positive thing. So when you do that, there's actually something that they've proven that helps you start your day and you're high fiving yourself and you're kind of like getting yourself out of the funk. So I, I really didn't say that. I mentioned well, but. I mentioned something earlier about the conscious and the subconscious. All of these traumatic events, all of these PTSD things, all of these these things that we that come to our head that are, that are triggered up, and you're like, why did that come to my head again? It's subconscious because it's something in the past. It has happened so many times. You've gone to it so many times. You've done things so many times with this thought, with this hurt, with this trauma, whatever it is, that when you are doing that clap in the mirror, when you are looking in that mirror and saying, I'm going to win today, I'm mm. going to do these things, you pay all this money to go to this $3,000 con- uh, con- motivational speech, and you, you're like, you walk out of there drinking the Kool-Aid, right? And you yeah. get to the house, and you try it one day, you try it the second day, and then the next day something happens, your subconscious is coming up. It, that's because you've had so many times, like I was talking about earlier, of... Um, of, of uh, 34 years of stinking thinking and now you've got to change that and you don't know what your magic number is to change that. The reason you're doing that is is because you're trying to take that conscious thing and get it subconscious to where you wake up in the morning mm. and you go, it's, yep. and you're like, Bam. Yeah. wait, yeah. I just clapped well, in the that, mirror and you know, I, 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 I just could, smiled, I just it, laughed. You know, I, I just, take vocal lessons every week and the thing she's doing with me is a repetitive thing that I'm training my brain to sing the correct ways mm-hmm. that, so it will eventually come out in my singing on stage. It's not something I'm thinking about, it's just a, it's a brain pattern you're having to re- remap your mm-hmm. your brain to your body. When somebody says play a C chord on the guitar, Cliff, yeah, you, you just play the daggum thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, how yeah. do you do that? I, yeah. That's the that's the biggest magic trick I have. If people said playing a C hey, chord, ha- no, just playing music <laughs> in general. I don't know how to play music. I my, my hands do though. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it's right. Like I, what whatever I'm doing on stage, like literally in our show, unless it's a brand new song that I've never played in my life. Uh, if if we're playing on stage, I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm paying attention to everybody out in the crowd, probably watching Chive TV. In the background, I get on in two moments. Like, quit watching TV. It's like TikTok on on TV at bars, and it's 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 very addicting as well. But uh, yeah, that's 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 just a magic trick. And this might be another way of explaining. I use this with my guitar students sometimes when I was giving guitar lessons or piano lessons, drum lessons. Man, I can't make this D chord. Well, you as a guitar player, you know when you're first starting, it's like just like a, a millimeter, the slightest little this finger not being right on that yeah. string mutes the other two strings, mm-hmm. right? Or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like if a student comes in and, and and I say, well, go practice for 10 minutes. Go do this for 10 minutes. Or do that. Did you practice any this week? No, my fingers hurt or this hurts or that hurts and I, I can't get it to sound right. I don't know what your magic number is. If somebody came in to ask about their mental health, if somebody came in to ask how they how how do they get good at guitar, how do they do this, how do they do these things, I don't know what your magic number is, but I can promise Jimmy, that's my guitar student, we'll call him Jimmy, right? Jimmy, if I told you that your magic number was three thousand seven hundred eighty-two, you would go home tonight, and it did. If it took you three hours to get to three thousand seven hundred eighty-two, you would do it tonight because you knew what the end was. Mm-hmm. You knew where the end was when mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is I don't know what your magic number is of telling yourself you're going to do good today. I don't know what your magic number is of, but it is, there is one. Yeah. There is a way to take it to the subconscious. There is a way to make it happen. And make it a habit, maybe make well, it reprogram. It, it, all, it all goes back to that. It's all habitual, like you said earlier. It's all habit. And whether it's good or bad, it, it's all done by habit. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't learn anything without doing it habitually. And I so, mean, it's, it's whether everything that you feel bad in your life 
has to have come from a habit that was created that has put you there. And the only way that you're going to get out is to create that habit in a positive way to 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 mentally get your brain there. And um, you heard your go ahead. Well, I mean, part of part of where my brain goes is like, and and the flip side is that is what is actual clinical depression or what they were born with and was not from something they either experienced from the world or growing up or some trauma and, or, or a self-inflicted habit, you know, that was a bad habit. Like, you know, what is the actual clinical, like my grandfather, like, you know, he had chemical imbalances. I was told. I That's one hundred percent true. When you when you have these 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 processes of, uh, you but know, maybe you biologically can't really. You didn't you didn't choose that. It wasn't something that it was biological. Yeah, it's an, very much a habit so. is not always something that you've done. Yeah, it, a habit can have can have be, been created. Uh, from some other from out, birth outlying source. Word, yeah, from the word habit is getting, getting me caught up. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's maybe. something that maybe it's the but the conscious effort to change it is what we're talking about. And, and right. that is the thing. As long as somebody is mentally capable, we're not talking about, I mean, obviously there are some schizophrenics out there. There are some well, things out there. Well, that's what I was there. saying. There's some, there are some clinical yes. mental problems yes. that people that, deal with. That, that mm-hmm. medicine is needed, okay, has so that's, to happen. That's where I was going with that. And right. one yeah. thing I want to make clear is you know you hear a lot of people I ain't taking that medication or I tried that antidepressant or I did this or I've done that and I am an advocate for for medication mm-hmm. I really am because when though when there's imbalances going on it can definitely if you get the right one that's the hard thing because it's so oh gosh that's yeah. the hard mm-hmm. thing yeah. well yeah I tried this one and then well you then you got to go well, do this like for three, three months. months before you even know if it's gonna if fit. that one's gonna work. And, and then, and then, if, then and then all the side effects, yeah, and, it, and it might be, it might make it worse. Well, that's what happened with my grandfather. He was, he mm-hmm. had been on some medicine for many years, and he was coping with life. He wasn't. My mom said he was different. He was a different dad than what she grew up with, but so his, he had a different personality. But um, he was happy. I remember him being very happy. And then he had some heart issues, and his heart problem, the medication they had to put him on for his heart problems, was not one that could coexist with the the mental health drugs he was on so then he had to start trying other drugs and he went through year like three years of this in and out of three months this three months that horrible side effects i mean i think he even went into shock therapy where they shock your brain mm-hmm. or something that. i mean it was really like well and that proves if, if if anybody has ever said oh it's not chemical imbalance yeah, it's, no, it, it's it, just it well i mean it, even my my grandmother and you know mental health and depression has not really been a part of my family mm-hmm. uh as present as it has with yours or others um i, I know my my great grandfather uh did have a bit of uh anxiety depression mm-hmm. and, and he was a hypochondriac apparently mm-hmm. uh from what my grandmother told me but my grandmother uh she was in the hospital uh after some sort of surgery mm-hmm. and they had her on a medicine that put her in a real deep depression and mm-hmm. she was like i've never felt this but uh, yeah it's like it was debilitating I, I, it was crippling couldn't move yeah. didn't want to do anything yeah so and, and it, that it was unexplainable mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a feeling of sadness mm-hmm. it was just yeah. It was just you didn't want to do anything, and yeah. it's and well, then t- to to stem on this is um, even though we are in 2022 with all the technology that we have, and the, the mental health yeah. field, uh, as far as medicine, pharmaceuticals, all of these things, oh, the techniques, mm-hmm. we are still in early stages. I mean, it's not like that they can just go, oh, this is your blood type, and this yeah. is what you're experiencing. Take I know medicine. without a shadow of a doubt this is will yeah, work for you. Yeah. 
I mean, they are just now getting uh, having research studies with all the technology that we have today to actually see 100% the way brains are being affected under this drug, under that mm-hmm. alcohol, under mm-hmm. this or those things. And so they, we still have a long ways to go. But the great thing is, is we're heading in the right direction. And 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 just like anything that has happened, you know, there's there's a learning curve and and there's a there's a new process. But we're making we're making strides. Well, I, I bet they have a magic number too. They just haven't reached theirs yet. That's 100. <laughs> percent the truth well you guys i know that was that was quite a lot of information and i am by no means an expert and matthew matthew you know i know you are studying this and um cliff he he is probably the most even kill just happy never never really sad kind of guy like which is something i need around you can blame him life (laughs) made well i tell you the only thing that i struggle with is anxiety when there's tornadoes oh my goodness don't get a start (laughs) that or or spider or something i don't know but um, i'm not afraid of spiders well um but yeah no i just the other day about ran off the road because one was in the car with us. oh well now that that was different there was one there was one that was like it's tarantula an inch and a half big spot and it doesn't seem like a lot but it was it crawled right uh on our on my windshield uh, my windshield i was just driving down the street i was in my truck and i hadn't been in there in a, in a while i guess there was something in there it had some spiders in it. anyway the spider it was on the inside i didn't know that i was like oh i'll just turn my windshield wipers on i was like and it didn't go anywhere it, was no, it didn't go anywhere it was like oh it's inside it like- and it started walking and it was right above my head and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was getting a phone call, and I was on the phone, and I was like, <laughs> trying to re- trying to watch the spider. I hope you didn't send somebody crazy. into an anxiety attack on oh, that I, story. I definitely almost ran off the road. Well, anxiety leads but, to anxiety. But back what I was saying is that I really kind of think this was – I feel like sometimes things are meant to be, happen, and I feel like our podcast tonight was not planned. And you were here, and I feel like, you know, maybe somebody needed to hear what we said tonight on this and uh, in the future when they listen to this. And so, that being said, you know, I, I like to be vulnerable and transparent with with, um, with people. Um, maybe I should do that more, and, and I'm glad we did good, that. This is a good place to do yeah, it. Here's what and, we should do. We should put a podcast, another podcast together. We'll plan the time up. And um, let's uh, let's go a little deeper into some of the uh, some of the things because being vocal and vulnerable about these things, we've we've hit on some points. And yes, I, I do believe that that you anytime you're talking about good, anytime you're trying to put good out, good will come back. And I do believe that there is we have talked about a lot of things that will help a lot of people. But if you want to go deeper, let's let's do that. I, I don't mind telling a little bit of my story. You telling some of your story, Cliff. You telling us how great your life is. I'm well, sure. No. Oh, Cliff, sure. Cliff can tell you I'll him do. watching me struggle at times and go not just scratching his head and and I think he in the beginning was like no you can't just be that way and then he realized no this is actually something she deals with but well, what I want it's, it's the, those addictions some of those I, I don't understand you know yeah. I just, and and it's 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 been eye opening to uh, be able to understand it without actually going through it yeah. because I mean alcoholism to me like I in drugs like I I I don't. I have never had an addiction to anything, and I, I don't. I'm like I couldn't. I couldn't get addicted to alcohol. Well, that's not an addiction. That's a choice. But that's what he thinks. That's but when you well, no, think, that's you what know, I thought. Thought. That's what you thought. I, I'm sorry. I should have said thought. I, I understand uh, from what experiences I've had with with Susan and and how she's been able to deal with it and how kind of how an sometimes I've not of how dealt with it and done the wrong thing, works. and then you watch me have to pull myself out of a yeah. damn ditch. 
and I've luckily been surrounded by great people in my life to help me. And um, I, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I don't drink. I drink socially. I, I never have alcohol in my fridge. I'm not, you know, that kind of person that. Yeah, and, oh, and, I gotta have yeah, it in my but fridge. But the other you know? thing is, like, yeah, I we know. I we think know. part of my reluctance <laughs> to talk about the alcoholism and stuff is that because I, I'm, I'm in a bar all the time performing, and the whole idea is that I'm there to make people have good time and drink alcohol. And so, but I always tell people in the music industry, and I want to end on this here because I want to say my. My call to action on this is that if you guys, any of, the, any of this is resonating with you and you feel like you need some help or you want to talk about it, reach out to any of us on a private message and we'd love to, to visit with you because mm-hmm. you're not alone and uh, your voice matters. Your voice matters. <laughs> and um, hopefully we raised awareness of, about some things that, you know, we don't always talk about and, and that's that's great. But um, I forget, I've lost my train of thought there. Claire. Remember this, there is pain in purpose. Yeah. And there is purpose and pain. All the things we go through are a part of our life to teach us to to, to move on to the next to the next uh, next thing in our life. And Cliff said it best um, when he said, uh, "Dad, gum my mind just went blank." I'm I know sorry. Our, our hunger's kicking in now. We, we can't. I just lost my. I had a really profound hung, thought. Hunger just fog. I literally had something so brilliant. I was about to say. You know what? I I, I got to be honest. <laughs> a it's choice. A good thing. You choice. Choice. You make the choice today to wake up positive tomorrow. Yes, you are going to have some troubles if you have a uh, a subconscious brain that is used to negativity. And you you don't want to think, well, if I'm this way, then I don't want to think of myself as negative. Think of yourself as positive. Think of yourself as all of these things. Look in the mirror. Tell yourself you're great. Make the choice today. Anytime that negative thought comes up, that negative feeling comes up, feel it acknowledge it and release it and what i mean by releasing it is when susan talks about uh, well i'm just gonna go over here and i'm gonna start doing this i'm gonna I'm work on this now i'm gonna do this now distraction you know they say satan if he can't distract you he'll discourage you the two things that are killing us right now is discouragement and distractions surround yourself with good distractions surround yourself with good thoughts good things and uh it it really music, is music can heal y'all let's go there well i'm excited next time to talk about um some music therapy ideas and, and own uh, your shame own your shame own your shame okay. that's brene brown right there brene brown yeah well, yes matt, thank you so much matthew yeah. for being here today and uh, let's get something to eat <laughs> uh, speaking of eating, let's go eat unhealthy. Your, your diet is very important. Exercise but, is oh, the number one thing we're to about create to diet. All right, exercise is the number one thing for so mental we're gonna, health. We're going to run to the the bad food, so we have exercise. Uh, Uber, yeah. Uber, Uber. <laughs> We've been drinking. No, no, we have not. <laughs> we have not, guys. Hey, uh, if you know Matthew, if you don't know him, he has jokes all the time. He is such a positive guy to be around, and so thank you, Matthew. And uh, we will, I don't know how to end our podcast anymore. I don't know. We'll talk at you later, I guess. <laughs> hey, Nami Arkansas, hope starts with you. There you go. Thank you, Matthew. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>